Buck Benny, the two-fisted, quick-triggered marksman who shoots from the hip and never misses. Hello again. This is Buck Benning speaking. It's 2015 as I record this, and I want to go back and reflect on Jack's New Year's shows that he's had over the years. He had this New Year's fantasy that he would do that was a humorous way or a light-hearted way of presenting some of the issues and things that were happening throughout the years as his show was going on. His very first one that he did was from at the end of 1938 to the beginning of 1939. So it's right as Hitler is amassing troops and starting to uh, make um, some decisions that would start to enter the world into the World War. And Jack captured some of that in his uh, New Year's fantasies that he would do every year. And you really can't talk about the New Year's fantasy skits without talking about Jack's timing. Now, we always talk about Jack's comedic timing, meaning that within a joke or within a bit, he knows the speed and the pace to take it and when to pause and when not to pause and that sort of thing. But I think there's a broader timing that Jack had as well. And his daughter, Joan, has mentioned this a few times, that he lived at the absolute perfect time. If he'd come 20 years later or 20 years earlier, it wouldn't have fit as well. His comedy, his style wouldn't have fit as well as it did exactly when he came along. He was able to catch on to the beginning of radio, but when it was starting to get a little more fine-tuned and he was able to really bring radio home into its own and then take that into television and enter in the beginning of television up until about the time that people weren't going to be into his style of humor maybe as much anymore, and it would have been harder for him, and he was able to have this amazing career. Now, I think also with timing, you look at it, there was no better time to do these New Year's skits that reflected on the whole year that they were done than the years of World War II, and to have the timing to start them in 1938, 1939, and then continue them through the war years is just amazing. So this batch I'm presenting is going to be every New Year's fantasy skit that he did between 1938 and 1946. Then the next batch we'll present tomorrow night, and it'll be 47 through, I think his last one was 1956. And I'll explain that one tomorrow. But I think you'll really enjoy these if you listen to them carefully. And I know that some of you aren't as into these as others of us. You've got to be kind of a history buff to be to be into this this skit. A lot of folks are like, I don't get them, they don't work for me. I totally get that. Uh, and this collection I've created might not be the best thing for you then. But those of you who are interested in the history plus interested in comedy plus love Jack, these are just amazing, 
and to collect them all together in a row is pretty cool to listen to them. Now, some of them are fairly similar, so you might start they might start seeming redundant a little bit, but there's enough changes that happen in them, like the shopping skits for Christmas, that it's nice to hear all of them because everyone's a little different from every other one. Um, in this case, you also have different actors that will come in. You'll have Alice Faye appears in at least one of them. Fred Allen makes an appearance. Uh, you get Phil Harris sometimes and other times not. You get Kenny Baker and Dennis Day. You get Andy Devine sometimes. And in this very first one, you get Ed Boulogne just doing a really fun job, right? Close to the beginning of it. And I just tell people over and over again how I love Ed Boulogne, who is one of the writers, of course, on the Jack Benny Show. I'm sure you get Bill Morrow as well on some of these, but Ed's voice always just stands out so much to me, and he's such a great communicator. Anyway, uh, I really hope you're going to enjoy this. It's just a neat piece of history for the Jack Benny Show, but also for the history of our country. So I hope you're really going to enjoy this as much as I enjoyed putting it together. Without further ado, we'll start off with Mary's poem about 1938 and 39, because Jack will reference that in the skit, and then from there on, it'll be the New Year's skits after that. And now, folks, going from the... All right, Jack, I'm all set. Why, Mary, is your poem finished already? Yeah. Gee, you work faster than George Bernard Shaw. Well, his beard gets in his way. <laughs> oh, that's right. Uh, what's the title of your poem? Goodbye, 1938. Hello, 1939. Well, that covers everything. Go ahead. <clears throat> oh, Happy New Year, Happy New Year Please don't be a sad and blue year These last 12 months have been sublime So goodbye, 38 Hello, 39 Well, so far, nobody is screaming <laughs> You just wait oh. I wonder who this coming year Will be our favorite movie star hmm. Will it be Garbo hmm. or Sonia Heine? So goodbye, 38 Hello, 39 <laughs> Ninety. Uh, what has this year in store for us? For thee and thou, and thy and thus. Hmm. Will Don get fatter? Will Phil be gay? Will Kenny get knowledge with a capital K? I doubt it. I'd like to ask you if I dare, will Jack continue to lose his hair? Mary. And when it's gone, will it stay away? Goodbye, 38. Hello, toupee. <laughs> Mary, get to the last verse, will you? It's coming up now. That's good. Oh, happy new year, happy new year. Please don't be a sad and blue year. We will give you one more chance. So goodbye, Broadway. Hello, France. <laughs> well. Mary, you finally did it. Hey, Phil, do you think you can follow Mary's poem with a number? I'll try. Okay, hit it, boys. Wait a minute. Come in. Mr. Benny? Yes. Oh, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. To the greatest man I know. And I bring you fondest greeting. There's a wagon. I must go. <laughs> Our feature attraction of the evening, uh, this being the first day of the new year, tonight we are going to present an original play, a sort of a New Year's fantasy, entitled The New Tenant, or Goodbye 38, Hello, 39. Now, I will... You stole that from my poem. Mary, that was just a coincidence, believe me. 
Now, in this fantasy, I will play the part of 1938. And Mary... You know, Jack, I read this play four times, and I still can't understand it. Well, in the first place, Kenny, our play is a little too deep. And in the second place, you're a little dope. <laughs> now, uh, I will be 1938, and Mary will be Mrs. 1938, my loving, loyal wife. And we have 12 children. <laughs> what are you laughing at? I don't know. It's censored. Then <laughs> keep still. Now, our play opens in the home of Mr. and Mrs. 1938, who live in a big round house called The Earth. It is almost midnight on December 31st, and their lease is about to expire. Curtain. Music. Oh, Mariah. Mariah. What do you want, Pa? Better hurry up with that packing. The landlord said we got to get out by midnight to make room for the new tenant. The new tenant? Who is he? Oh, some little nudist by the name of 39. He don't know what he's getting into, does he, Ma? Nope. This house sure has been a mess, ain't it? You said it. Remember a couple of months ago when the bathtub ran over and got New England soaking wet? <laughs> I sure do. And say, Pa... What about the time last spring when the roof leaked and we had to hang Los Angeles out to dry? Wasn't that awful? Yep. Hey, Pa, turn on the moon. I can't see what I'm packing here. Okay. Hey, moon. What do you want, you old fossil? <laughs> I want some light down here. And quit winking at my wife. Okay. Say, you want some milk, too? Milk? Yeah, a cow just jumped over me. <laughs> well, I'll be darned. Quit gabbing, Pa. We ain't got much time. That's right. Darn those shooting stars, they're having a feud again. <laughs> Doggone it, Pa. Even with all our troubles, I kind of hate to leave here. So do I. After all, we did have a lot of fun. Remember the time that scallywag Howard Hughes flew around our house in five and a half days? Do I? <laughs> he sure had me dizzy. And then that fella Corrigan. He started to fly from the kitchen to the parlor, and the darn fool ended up on the back porch. <laughs> Say, Pa, did you pack up all the swing music? I'm doing it now. Flatfoot Bluegie with the floy, floy. Might as well take that with us. <laughs> Say, Ma, it's five minutes to twelve. We better start rounding up the kids. Where are they? Well, January, February, and March are outside playing on a cloud. Oh, where's April? He's taking a shower. <laughs> oh, he's always doing that. The rest of them are around here someplace. Well, tell them to stick close. We're going to leave in just a few minutes. I wonder who that can be. I'll go over and see. A tisket, a tasket. Boy, am I sick of that. Well, well, look who's here. Who is it, Pa? It's old man Mars from across the Milky Way. Hiya, Mars. Hiya, neighbor. <laughs> Heard you were leaving tonight, so thought I'd drop over and say goodbye. Well, that was mighty sweet of you. Say, I sure handed you a scare a couple of months ago, didn't I? You certainly... <laughs> <laughs> hey, what was the big idea, anyway? Well, I really didn't mean it. I was lighting a cigarette, and I reached down in the Hudson River to put the match out. And what happened? Well, my hand slipped, and I gave New Jersey a hot foot. <laughs> you sure did. <laughs> Say, Mars, you'll have to excuse me now. It's almost midnight, and i got to be getting out of here. So long. So long. Oh, say, I got my rocket ship outside. Can I give you a lift anywhere? No, thanks. We'll be all right. Say, those rocket ships smoke a lot, don't they? Yeah, the exhaust pipes are bad. 
I just flew by heaven and now angels really got dirty faces. <laughs> well, if you pass by the other place, give my regards to Fred Allen. <laughs> so long, Mars. So long. <laughs> well, Ma, it's almost midnight, so put on that silly hat of yours and let's get going. Okay, Pa. Hmm, there's the first stroke of 12. I wonder what's keeping the new tenant. Don't worry, he'll be here. Doggone, Ma, I forgot to found, uh, find out where we're moving to. Thought you bought a place over on Jupiter. No, but I took a look at Venus. <laughs> mm, time's a-fleetin'. We can't leave until that little brat gets here. That must be him now. Yep. Come in. Well, hello, young fella. Are you the little New Year? I ain't Bobby Brain. <laughs> Well, well, my boy, come right in. Well, this is it, young man. Tell me, what do you think of your new home? Boy, what a dump. This house could stand a lot of fixing up. I know it, son. A lot of things wrong here, my boy. Yes, sirree. That Spanish shawl on the piano there is all ripped and torn. Need a lot of mending. And another thing, the china is just about all smashed to pieces. And while I think of it, son, if you see some little lost sheep roaming about... Try and find a place for him around the house somewhere. I'll do what I can. For heaven's sake, let's get going. Just a second more. Now, there's just one more thing, young fella. What's that? May not sound like much, but it's a mighty big issue. Your greatest worry, my boy, is going to be to pick out a Scarlet O'Hara. <laughs> <laughs> that had me groggy all year. Come on, Pa, you're talking too much. I'm coming, more. Say, young fella, if you want any jello, you'll find plenty in the pantry. Thanks, old timer. You're welcome. Happy New Year, young fella. Happy New Year. Come on, more. Let's go. The feature attraction of the evening, we are going to present the 1940 version of our annual New Year's fantasy entitled Father Time Rides Again. Now, in this whimsical drama... I will play the part of Old Man 1940. And Mary... Yeah? Uh, you will be Mrs. 1940, my loving, loyal wife. And we have 12 children. January, February, March, April... May, June, and Herman. <laughs> That's July, and so on. Now, the scene of our play is the home of Mr. and Mrs. 1940, who live in a great big house called The Earth. It is almost... Say, Mr. Benny. Yes, Dennis. You know, I read this play four times and I still can't understand it. Well, you see, Dennis, this drama is... Uh, uh, explain it to him, Phil. Okay. You see, Dennis, this drama is a sort of an uh, allegorical fantasy <laughs> which, uh, which symbolizes the old year and the, su the, the subsequent tradition. <laughs> Transition. I get it. Thanks. You're welcome. Listen, Jackson, the next time you give me a line like that, I'm going to punch you right in the nose. <laughs> Phil, you know you loved it. <laughs> and now for our play. The scene, a great big house called The Earth. The time, almost midnight of December 31st, when Mr. and Mrs. 1940's lease is about to expire. Curtain. Music. Oh, Mariah, 
Mariah. What do you want, Pa? Better hurry up with that packing. Landlord said we got to get out by midnight to make room for the new tenant. The new tenant? Who's he? Oh, some little nudist by the name of 41. He don't know what he's getting into, does he? Nope. Things around here sure have been a mess. You said it. But of that, Mariah, we ain't so bad off in this side of the house. We got 48 rooms that's in pretty good condition. Yes, sir. Say, Pa, turn on the moon. I can't see what I'm packing here. Okay. Hey, moon! What do you want, you old fossil? <laughs> I want some light down here and quit winking at my wife. Okay. Say, you want some milk, too? Milk? Yeah, a cow just jumped over me. Boy, that's a Lulu. <laughs> Well, I'll be darned. Quit gabbing, Pa. We ain't got much time. That's right. There's them shooting stars. They're having a feud again. <laughs> Doggone it, Pa. Even with all our troubles, I kind of hate to leave here. So do I. Yes, sir. Turn those flies. They're all over the house. Shoo, shoo. Leave them alone, Ma. We need them. Well... Five minutes to twelve. We better start rounding up the kids. Wonder what? who that can be. I'll go over and see. I dream of Jeannie with the light brown hair. Boy, am I hep to the jive. <laughs> well, well, look who's here. Who is it, Pa? It's Venus from across the Milky Way. Hello, kid. <laughs> well, what are you doing here? I you were leaving tonight, so I thought I'd drop over and say goodbye. Man, mighty sweet of you. Say, Venus, you put on a little weight, didn't you? Yeah, especially around the equator. <laughs> Yet and so I can't tell you from the Big Dipper. <laughs> well, thanks for dropping in, Venus. Been a pleasure knowing you. Same here. Goodbye, kid. Goodbye. <laughs> well, Ma, it's almost midnight. So put on that silly hat of yours and let's get going. Okay, Pa. Hmm, there's the first stroke of 12. I wonder what's keeping the new tenant. Don't worry, he'll be here. I suppose so. Say, Pa, look out the window. There's a dark cloud. Oh, yes. Are you going to rain, Cloud? No, just passing by. <laughs> Darn that cloud, it's wearing my wristwatch again. <laughs> oh, well. Hmm, time to fleeten. But we can't leave until that little rascal gets here. That must be him now. Yep. Come in. Well. Hello, young fella. Are you the little New Year? I ain't baby Sandy. <laughs> well, well, my boy. Come right in. Well, this is it, young man. Tell me, what you think of your new home? Boy, what a dump. This house could sure stand a lot of fixing up. I know it, son. A lot of things wrong. That darn Mars has been acting up all year. Of course, he hasn't bothered us in this wing so much. Everything's okay from the Hudson Bay window in the attic clear down to the basement. But come over here, son. I want to show you something. See that other wing of the house right across that big swimming pool? Yes, sir. Those rooms are in the gall-derndest condition you ever seen. Holes in the furniture, walls torn down. Tell you, son, it's lucky we got that swimming pool. 
Yep. Well, gee, who's causing all the trouble over there? Oh, a couple of hoodlums. One of them is getting pretty sick of it, I understand. <laughs> a bulldog's been nipping at him. <laughs> Son, you got a tough job ahead of you. But everything's all right here, eh, mister? Yep, everything's fine. You got the same caretaker that was here for the last eight years. You ought to get to know him. What's his name? Just call him Franklin. Nice fella. For heaven's sake, let's get going. Just a second more. Now, there's just one more thing, son. What's that? Well, after I leave, if you see another fella puttering around that looks as old and decrepit as I am, don't throw him out. It ain't another father time. It's just Fred Allen. <laughs> He's been kicking around here for years. Oh, sour puss, eh? <laughs> That's him. <laughs> Pa, you're talking too much. I am coming, Ma. Round up the kids and we'll be on our way. Well, good luck, son. Watch your step. Thanks, old timer. You're welcome. Happy New Year, young fella. Happy New Year. And now, uh, ladies and gentlemen, as is our custom at this time of year, tonight we are going to present our annual New Year's play entitled The New Tenant, or Goodbye 41, Hello 42. Now, once again, I will play the part of See, the... Mr. Benny, every year you do one of these plays and I don't understand them. Well, you see, Dennis, these little sketches we do at the close of each year are not so much plays as they are allegorical fantasies. Oh, See, they, um... <laughs> you see, they deal with the abstract and the uh, esoteric rather than with the prosaic. Oh, for heaven's sake. <laughs> uh, do you understand, Dennis? Give me that again, and if my face lights up, stop. <laughs> All right. Now, now, look, uh, look, kid. Uh, ladies and These gentlemen, we do while Jack is explaining tonight's play to Dennis, let me tell you about Jell-O with its new locked-in process. Tires, such as we often do in most Jell-O is not only economical and easy to make, but comes in six delicious flavors. Strawberry, raspberry, cherry, orange, lemon, and lime. I thank you. But listen to the thought behind it. So remember, it's nothing but abstract symbolism. Have you got it, Dennis? Yes, sir. Rub a little on me, will you, kid? <laughs> Phil, you've got an important role. You're going to be Uncle Sam, so study it. Now, in our sketch tonight, I will play the part of the old year, 1941, who has been living in a big boarding house called the United States, run by Uncle Sam and his wife, Columbia. Mary, you're going to be Columbia, and you have 48 children, one for each state in the Union. 48 children? Holy smoke. Well, you were born in 1776. Oh, well, that's not so bad then. Of course not. <laughs> and oh, yes, you have some adopted kids, too, like Puerto Rico, Hawaii, the Philippines, and so on. And now for our play. As the curtain rises, it is almost midnight of December 31st. 
And old man 1941 is up in his room, packing his bags and ready to make his exit. Curtain music. Oh, Columbia. Columbia, will you come up here, please? What do you want, 41? Give me a hand with this packing, will you? Got to get out of here before midnight and make room for the new tenant. Oh, yes, little 42 will be here any minute. Boy, am I a wreck. I'm glad I'm not a leap year. I couldn't stand another day. You're telling me. You didn't have starch in your beard. You topple right over. I do look a little like a tripod. <laughs> I can go along with a gag. <laughs> Say, uh, where's your husband, Uncle Sam? I'd like to say goodbye to him. Oh, he's around someplace. You know, he's been working night and day. He sure has. I like the way all your kids have pitched in and helped him, too. Here comes one of your boys now. Yeah, that's my fattest one. Hello, Texas. Hello, old-timer. Hiya, Ma. <laughs> my, my, look at the size of that boy. Yeah, he's getting a little plump around El Paso. <laughs> His Galveston could stand a little reducing, too. Right? Fine boy, though. Say, uh, Ma, have you seen Pa around? I got some new airfields I want to show him. Oh, he's out in the yard somewhere, and he's madder than a hornet. I'll go look for him. See you later, Mom. You know, Columbia, I don't blame Sam for being so riled up. You mean about our little adopted daughter, Lulu? Yep, Lulu. Burns me up just thinking. There she was on a Sunday morning out in the yard picking pineapples, minding her own business, when a swarm of them darn yellow jackets flew in and stung her right in the back. That was a low-down trick if I ever heard of one. Well, she's got plenty of flip there now. Let them come back. <laughs> hey, Columbia. <laughs> Columbia, hand me some of that swing music, will you? Might as well pack that, take it along with me. Here you are. Thanks. Cuts up wrong, sent down the real wrong, in a brawl of brawl suet. Boy, am I sick of that. Well, I'll just pack it in here in my grip. You might as well take all these strikes and arguments with you, too. Yep, you won't be needing them for a while. No, Sheree. Hey, old timer, come over here by the window. Look. <laughs> I'll be darned, there's that mad dog, Adolph. <laughs> Look at that bear chasing him. <laughs> Is that a Russian bear? It ain't Carmichael. <laughs> Look at him go. Oh, shut up, Benito. Who cares about you? Well, you got to be out of here before long. What time is it, Columbia? About three minutes to twelve. Hmm. I better get finished up here. Don't go, them double-crossers. I'll get even with them if it's the last thing I do. Here comes Sam now. Hello, Uncle Sam. Ain't you gone yet? Nope. Got about two more minutes. Now, calm down, Sam. Don't get excited. Well, it's about time I got excited. When I think of what they're doing to my boy, Manila. Well, I don't blame you. I'm going to kick the teeth out of them yellow devils. That's about all there is to them anyway. 
boy, Sam. Well, Sam, I'll be leaving you pretty soon. Doggone, look at that clock. Just got my judge together in time. Hmm, that's first stroke 12. Wonder what's keeping the new tenant. Little fella should be here by now. Don't worry, he'll show up. Now, here's a little tip for you, Sam. Just keep your shirt on, but your sleeves rolled up. Everything be all right. Well, when I think of what they did to Lou... Take it easy now. Take it easy. Hmm, time's a-fleeting. I can't leave till that little shaver gets here. That must be him now. Yeah. Come in. Well. Hello, young fella. You the little New Year? This ain't a sarong I'm wearing. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> You're gonna need a sense of humor, kid. Come on in. Wanted to meet Uncle Sam and his wife, Columbia. Glad to know you, folks. Hello, Sonny. Hiya, bub. Make yourself to home. Well, son, I hope you brought some good things with you. You like staying in this house. It's the finest home on the block. I'm glad to hear that. You better be moving along, old-timer. I've got work to do. Yep, might as well be moseying along. But uh, before I go, I want to give you a little advice. First, take good care of Uncle Sam here. Let him get mad when he wants to, but see that he don't fly off the handle. Damn gall darn pest. See what I mean? Take care of his friends and good neighbors, too. And that Dutch uncle of his. Leave it to me, old-timer. Look, you may have to put out the lights here in the house once in a while, but see that that torch, the front gate, is always burning. And say, before I forget it, Uncle Sam's got a nephew named Franklin that's taken mighty good care of the old boy. Andy Sam. You're darn tootin'. So keep an eye on him, son, and give him all the help you can. Franklin, huh? Oh, I'll write that down. And as long as you're writing down names, here's another one for you. Put down Winston. Winston? Yep. Franklin and Winston. What are these two fellows' last names? <laughs> Ain't necessary, son. Everybody knows them. Anyone else? Well, let's see. You can put down Chung Kai Shek. Nice fella. Believe me, he's just as tough as he is to pronounce. And oh, there's a lot more of them, but Sam will give you the names later. Well, gotta be leaving. So long, Sam. So long, old timer. Here we go. So long, 41. So long, Columbia. Keep them flying. And now, now, ladies and gentlemen, for our annual New Year's play entitled The New Tenant, or Goodbye 42, Hello 43. Now, once again, I will play the role of... Say, Mr. Benny, you've been doing this kind of sketch for four years now, and I still don't understand it. What? I know it's a waste of time, but would you mind explaining it to me again? No, no, I'd be glad to, Dennis. Do you mind if I take the audience out for a smoke while this goes on? <laughs> Sir Alan, come back here. And incidentally, you're new with us, too, so you better pay attention. You see, Puff-Eye, uh, these, um, uh, these little sketches we do at the close of each year are not so much plays as allegorical fantasies. They deal with the abstract and the esoteric rather than the prosaic. Is that clear, Dennis? No, sir. Hmm. Not only that, my feet went to sleep. Well, rub them. 
as I was saying, uh, if I'm not too redundant, uh, these annual plays are not prosaic, but the penultimate of abstract symbolism. And just think, folks, only four pages back, this man was sewing a tuxedo. <laughs> I'll sell you one before you get out of here. Anyway, I know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah? What does prosaic mean? Prosaic? I'll give you a hint, Mr. Benny. It's a town in New Jersey. That's for saying. <laughs> now, let's continue. In our sketch, ladies and gentlemen, I will play the part of the old year, 1942. I want you to visualize me, folks, as a tottering, broken-down old man with white hair and a wrinkled face. What do you mean, visualize? <laughs> there you are. Wait a minute, I'm just bent over like this because I'm playing a part. Well, that's the first time in history rheumatism has ever been confused with acting. Let me tell you. <laughs> Mr. Allen, will you please sit down? Now, the old year lives in a big boarding house called the United States, run by Uncle Sam and his wife, Columbia. Now, Mary, you're going to be Columbia, and you have 48 children, one for each state in the Union. Forty-eight children? Holy smoke. Well, it's really nothing, Mary. It's just abstract symbolism. Oh, you men always say that. <laughs> Never mind. That's your part. And now for our play. As the curtain rises, it is almost midnight of December 31st. And old man 1942 is up in his room, packing his bags and ready to make his exit. Curtain. Music. Oh, Columbia. Columbia, will you come up here, please? What do you want, 42? Give me a hand with this packing, will you? Got to get out of here before midnight and make room for the new tenant. Oh, yes. Little 43 will be here any minute. Say, where's your husband, Uncle Sam? Like to say goodbye to him. Oh, he's around someplace. You know, Sam's been pretty busy lately. You said it. And all your kids have been pitching in, too. Here comes Alaska, one of my adopted sons. Oh, yes. Hello, Alaska. Hello, old-timer. Hiya, Mom. Boy, is he spread out. <laughs> yep, it's a thousand miles from his Aleutians to his Sitka. <laughs> Oh, he's big all right Fine boy, though Say, Mom, have you seen Pa around? I got a few of them Japanese lice I want to get out of my hair He'll get them out Don't worry, Alaska Okay, see you later, Mom Well, I might as well finish packing Hand me that bundle of swing music I'll take that Here you are Thanks Mr. Five by five, five feet tall, and he's five feet wide. Boy, am I sick of that. <laughs> hey, Columbia, I got a few minutes yet. Tune in the radio, will you? Okay. <laughs> Here's Berlin. Stut, und wir steigen der Gleitung für Technik, eine Minuten für Stuten, Stalingrad, und Minuten für Stuten, Tripoli, und Stuten, Bruten, Stuten, Benghazi. Well, boy, are we running. <laughs> And he ain't through yet. Get another station, Columbia. Here's Tokyo. Good. Ladies and gentlemen, honorable report from Butterfront. 
Japanese fleet sail out to greet Americans? Boom, boom. No, Japanese fleet. So sorry, please. Ha, <laughs> ha. Well, that's good news to be leaving on. Turn it off, Columbia. Say, what time is it? About three minutes to midnight. Well, I better get finished up here. Oh, hello, Sam. Well, Uncle Sam, where you been? Oh, what a day, what a day. I've been visiting all my nephews all over the neighborhood. Had breakfast at Guadalcanal, lunch at Dutch Harbor, and supper in North Africa. I'll tell you one thing, Sam. You never worked harder or looked better in your life. Say, old-timer, get a load of this. I'm wearing two pair of suspenders. Two pair? How long you been wearing them? Ever since Pearl Harbor. I'll never get caught with them down again. <laughs> you won't. Say, Sam, I meant to ask you something. What are those things sprouting around in the backyard? Those are Republicans. This is the first time they've come up in years. <laughs> well, that's what I like about your garden, Sam. There's room there for everything to grow. Doggone, look at that clock. Just got my duds together in time. Hmm. First broke 12. Wonder what's keeping the new tenant. Little fella should be here by now. Well, don't worry. He'll show up. Hey, here's a little tip for you, Sam. You worked darn hard during the time I was here, and you, you did a good job. But I want you to work even harder for the little fella that's coming in. Well, don't worry, old-timer. I'm really rolling now. Hmm. Time's a-fleeting, but I can't live to leave till that little shaver gets here. That must be him now. Yeah. Come in. Well, it's the little new year. Hello, son. Hello. What's that you got under your arm there? It's a new book written by a fella named Ration. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ain't much plot to it, but I got a hunch it's going to be the bestseller. <laughs> Won't hurt, though. Hey, kid. Want you to meet Uncle Sam and his wife, Columbia. Glad to know you, folks. Hello, Sonny. Hiya, bub. You ought to have a coat on with them diapers. Chilly tonight. <laughs> I was sure cold the first night I got here. Well, son, hope you brought some things with you besides ration books. What's that package you got under your other arm? Well, that's just chuck full of these. These for victory, eh? Yes, sir. They're pretty expensive, but I got a hunch that Uncle Sam will wind up with plenty of them. He got all the ones I had. Well, might as well be moseying along now. Kind of hate to go, but... Hear that, son? Yes, sir. What is it? That song called Over There. Written by one of Uncle Sam's favorite nephews. <laughs> that boy used to be singing and dancing around this house all the time. Tell you, son, I... Sure wish he was still here. He was a real Yankee doodle dandy. Now, son, I want you to take care of Uncle Sam. Take care of all his friends and good neighbors, too. Leave it to me, old-timer. And look, I want you to keep the lights low here in the house for a while. Maybe inconvenient, but when you turn them on full blast again, it'll be brighter than ever. And see, before I forget it, Uncle Sam's got a nephew named Franklin that's been... Taking mighty good care of the old boy. Ain't he, Sam? You're Dan Tootin'. 
So keep an eye on them and give them all the help you can. Franklin, eh? I'll write that down. And here's some more names for you. MacArthur, Eisenhower, Doolittle, Nimitz. A whole lot more that Sam will give you. I'll make a note of them. Oh, yes, and there's some other friends of Sam's you don't want to forget. There's Churchill and Stalin and Chiang Kai-shek. If I had time, I'd name a dozen. Well, gotta be leaving. So long, Sam. So long, old-timer. Here I go. So long, 42. So long, Columbia. Keep them flying. Ladies and gentlemen, for our annual New Year's play entitled The New Tenants, or Goodbye 43, Hello 44. As the curtain rises, it's almost midnight of December 31st, and old man 1943 is packing his bags and ready to make his exit. Curtain. Music. Columbia? Columbia, will you come here a minute, please? What do you want, 43? Give me a hand with this packing, will you? I've got to get out of here before midnight and make room for the new tenant. Oh, yes, little 44 will be here any minute. Say, where's your husband, Uncle Sam? like to say goodbye to him. Oh, he's around someplace. Sam's been pretty busy lately. You said it. All your kids have been pitching in, too. Here comes one of my relatives, the Navy. Oh, yeah. Hello, Navy. Hello, old-timer. Hi, Columbia. Boy, has he grown. Yep, his tonnage is almost doubled. <laughs> He's big, all right. Nice to see him so healthy. By the way, Navy, how's your wife? Oh, fine, fine. And congratulations are in order. Really? Yep, triplets. Three new battleships. Well, congratulations, Pappy. Here's a picture of them. Well, I'll be doggone. They got their mother's nose and their father's keel. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, so long. See you later, Columbia. Hey, he needs a big family. He's got two bathtubs to fill. Guess I might as well finish packing. Columbia, hand me that bundle of swing music. I'll take that with me. Here you are. Thanks. Lay that pistol down, babe. Lay that pistol down. Boy, am I sick of that. <laughs> Say, Columbia, I got a few minutes yet, so I thought... Well, hello, Eleanor. Glad, glad to see you back. Mm, there she goes again. <laughs> Say, Columbia... I started to tell you, I've only got a few minutes, and I thought that maybe before we... Oh, hello, Sam. Well, Uncle Sam, where you been? Oh, what a week, what a week. I've really been busy, been sending Christmas presents to my nephews all over the world. Well, you're working hard, Sam, but you never looked better in your life. And say, what's that button you're wearing on your lapel? 
I never knew you took sides in politics. Well, I don't. I don't care if it's the Democrats or the Republicans. They're both good. But that button. Well, come closer and take a look at it. Okay. Well, I'll be... Well, what does it say, old-timer? Frank Sinatra. <laughs> well, Sam, it's good to know that with all that's on your mind, you still find time for a little entertainment. That's right, and that ain't all. Look down here. Bobby socks. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, you'll never grow old. Hey, Columbia... Turn on the radio. I want to hear the World Series. This will be my last chance to hear the big game. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, you are now listening to the final game of the World Series between the United Nations All-Stars and the Axis Polecats. That's it. That's what I want. Me too. A lot of my boys is playing in that <laughs> game. For the benefit of you people who tuned in late, this is the last half of the eighth. The Axis had their inning and the United Nations are now coming up to bat. In the early stages of the game, the Axis did pretty well. They pulled a couple of sneak plays and tried to steal a few bases, but they were stopped by a squeeze play between Timoshenko and Montgomery. Those boys are sure a couple of big leaguers, all right. You said it, old-timer. And now, folks, before we resume our play-by-play description, I would like to remind you that this broadcast comes to you through the courtesy of Freedom Unlimited. That's a great product. All right, folks, the United Nations are now at back. The coaches are George Marshall at third, Hap Arnold at first, and stepping up to the plate is Douglas MacArthur. Hear that, Sam? He's one of the heaviest hitters we've got. Yep, he's got a darn good batting average, too. As you know, ladies and gentlemen, the battery for the Axis is Tojo pitching and Hitler catching. And oh boy, is he catching. <laughs> You're not kidding. And here comes the first pitch. It's a hit! Right between shortstop and third. And MacArthur is safe on first base. Well, Columbia, we got a man on first. Yes, sirree. Incidentally, folks, in the sixth inning, Mussolini got hit on the head with the ball. So now the Axis will have to get another water boy. Well, he never was much anyway. All right, folks, MacArthur is on first base, and coming up to bat is Chun Kai-shek. Tojo <laughs> is winding up, and here comes the first pitch. Ball one, it's low. Doggone everything he does is low. Yep, he's been throwing some nasty curves, but our boys are getting wise to him. Chun Kai-shek is standing, grimly determined at the plate. Here comes the second ball. He laid a beautiful bunt down the third baseline, which advances MacArthur to second base. Bob is cheering Chung Kai-shek's wonderful sacrifice. I knew Chung Kai-shek could sacrifice. That's the kind of a fella he is. Yep, that's what I call great teamwork. While we're waiting for the next batter to come up, let's have a word from our sponsor, Freedom Unlimited. Ladies and gentlemen... Do you spend restless nights because of a haunting fear that you may lose your rights? Your right to free speech? Your right to worship as you please? And your right to live without fear of aggression? If you do, ladies and gentlemen, get yourself some shares of Freedom Unlimited. And you can do that by buying war bonds. Remember, folks, Freedom, spelled F-R-E-E-D-O-M. That fella sure knows what he's talking about. And now back to the game between the United Nations All-Stars and the Axis Polecats. Well, folks, the crowd is sure excited. 
McArthur's on second base, and coming up to bat is Montgomery. work in the field. Sure is a fine player. That's right, Sam. The pitcher's winding up, and here comes the ball. Montgomery sends a hard drive to Rommel. Rommel's going back. He's going back. He tries to stop it, but he fumbles. Rommel fumbles the ball. Hear that, Columbia? Montgomery pulls up at first base, and MacArthur goes to third. Rommel's going wild. By golly, I don't blame him. Hey, Sam, that Rommel ain't doing so good, is he? No, he ain't, and he's the best player they got. That's right. And now, folks, uh-oh, what's this? Hitler walks out to the pitcher's mound to talk to Tojo. It seems they got their signals crossed, and Hitler's worried. Was ist los, Schweinhund? Und Knauten verstaut zu greifen, du verzehnte keine Beluten, verstunden, Beluten, den Kraft. Oh, so sorry, please, so sorry, please. So sorry, please. So sorry. Verstreiten zu Kroden, Verzeichnik. Eine Minuten, Verstunden, der Loden, Verzeichnik. Ah, shut up! Come on! Come on, you started this game, so play ball. That's telling him, old-timer. Well, folks, the game's about to continue, but there's a switch in the battery for the axis. Hitler is now going to pitch. A lot of good that'll do. Hitler used to have a pretty good arm. He ought to. He exercised enough hanging wallpaper. <laughs> yes, ladies and gentlemen, Hitler is in the pictures box, and coming up to bat for the United Nations is Timoshenko. Timoshenko. <laughs> He'll knock Hitler out of the box and then put him in one. <laughs> Wait and see. And here comes the first pitch. Ball one. Very wide. See that, Sam? Hitler's nervous. He's winding up again, and here comes the second pitch. Ball two. You know something, old-timer? I think Hitler's afraid to pitch to him. Here comes the third pitch. Ball three. You're right, Sam. Yep, Hitler doesn't dare take a chance with Timoshenko. There it is, ball four. Timoshenko walks to first, putting three men on base. Timoshenko on first, Montgomery on second, and MacArthur on third. <laughs> <laughs> One good hit now, put the game in the bag. What a ball game. What excitement. Bases are loaded for the United Nations, and the Axis team is plenty worried. This is the tensest moment of the game, and the question is... Uh-oh. There's a conference being held in the United Nations dugout. Co-managers Roosevelt, Churchill, and Stalin are putting their heads together to decide on the final move, and... and... Wait a minute, folks. Wait a minute. They've reached the decision... They're sending Eisenhower to bat! Eisenhower! Yippee! Yes, sir, that's one of my boys. One of our boys, Sam. Oh, boy, I can hardly wait to see what's going to happen. I'm afraid you won't be able to, 1943. Your time is almost up, and you better finish packing. But I want to hear the end of the game. Well, I know how you feel, old-timer, but you just haven't got the time. Okay, okay, turn off the radio. Anyway, I got a pretty good idea how it's going to turn out. Doggone, look at that clock. Just got my dubs together in time. Hmm, that's the first stroke of 12. I wonder what's keeping the new tenant. Little fella should be here by now. Well, don't worry, he'll show up. He always has. Say, here's a tip for you, Sam. You worked hard during the time I was here. You did a good job. 
And I want you to work even harder for the little fella that's coming in. Don't you worry, old-timer. I'm really rolling now. Hmm. Time's a-fleeting, but I can't leave till that little shaver gets here. That must be him now. Yep. Come in. Well, it's the little new year. Hello, Sonny. Hello, old-timer. <laughs> What's that you got under your arm? Some forms I'm going to try awfully hard to get signed this year. Yeah? What are they? Well, here's the most important one. It says, un... un... How do you pronounce these big words? Let's see that. Oh, that says, unconditional surrender. Well, I hope you get them signed darn soon. Hey, kid, I want you to meet Uncle Sam and his wife, Columbia. Glad to know you folks. Hello, Sonny. Hiya, bub. You ought to have a coat on with them diapers. It's pretty chilly tonight. <laughs> I was sure cold the first night I got here. <laughs> well, son, I'm glad you're a sturdy little fella because there's a big ball game going on, and after it's over, you're going to have plenty to do. With all the pop bottles and peanut shells laying around, you're going to have to clean up the field and put it in order again. I'll do the best I can, sir. I know you will. But tell me, old-timer... How's the game going? Well, at the start, things didn't look so good. But after a while... Hear that, son? Yes, sir. What is it? That's being played for some of Sam's nephews. They were darn good ball players and hard hitters, too. But they were put out early in the game. Wasn't their fault. Pitching was a little too fast for them then. And it wasn't fair, either. The man that had my job last year told me that Tojo started pitching before the umpire said, play ball. That ain't baseball, son. Not like they play it in America. Well, I gotta be moseying along now. Oh, by the way, son, Uncle Sam's got a nephew called Franklin that's been taking mighty good care of him. Ain't he, Sam? You're darn tootin'. So keep an eye on him, son. Give him all the help you can. Franklin, eh? I'll write that down. And here's some more names for you. There's Winston, Joe, Chung. A whole lot more than Sam will give you. I ain't got time to mention them all right now. I'll make a note of them. Leave it to me. Hmm. One more thing, son. When I came in, there was a name given to me, and I was instructed to pass it on to you. And I want you to pass it on to the next little fella that takes over. Who is it, sir? The name is Colin Kelly. He represents all our boys who only got one turn at bat. Remember that, son. I will. Well, gotta be leaving now. Goodbye, Sam. So long, old timer. Well, here I go. So long, 43. So long, Columbia. Keep them flying.
The sponsors of the Jack Benny program, the makers of Grape Nuts and Grape Nuts Flakes, send you their very best wishes for 1944. Good night, everyone. And now, ladies and gentlemen, for our annual New Year's play entitled The New Tenant, or Goodbye 44, Hello 45. As the curtain rises, it's almost midnight of December 31st, and old man 1944 is packing his bags and ready to make his exit. Curtain music. Oh, Columbia. Columbia. Come here a minute, please. What do you want, 44? Got to gather up my things before little 45 gets here. Hand me those, will you? Are these yours? Yep. Why, old-timer Bobby Socks. Well, I've had my moments, you know. <laughs> now, let's see. Might as well pack those racetracks. They ain't going to be used for a while. <laughs> see, there's Bay Meadows. Here's Hialeah. Yep. Here's Santa Anita. Say, I never knew they had a $10 window. <laughs> What else? Oh, yes, hand me that bundle of swing music, will you? Here you are. Thanks. I'm going to dance with the dolly, with the hole in her stocking, with the hole in her stocking, with the hole in her stocking. <laughs> Sloppy little dame, ain't she? <laughs> oh, clang, 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 went the trolley. A ding, 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 went the bell. Come in. Hello, old-timer. Oh, hello, Uncle Sam. Where you been the last few weeks? Oh, I've been all over, all over. I've been delivering Christmas presents to all my nieces and my nephews. Well, Sam, you got here just in time to say goodbye to 1944. Yep, in a few minutes I'll be leaving you, and I'll never be back on Earth again. Gosh, I kind of feel sorry for you. Why? Now you will never know what happened to Snowflake and Shaggy. <laughs> That's right. Hey, Sam, I was looking for you yesterday. Where were you? Well, I ran up the West Coast. I wanted to ask Henry Kaiser what's cooking. Uh-huh. And between what's and cooking, he launched three ships. <laughs> well, you're getting the ships, Sam. Just get the men to sail them. You're all set. Well, I better finish my packing. Let's see. Maybe I ought to take along some of these moving pictures. You want to take going my way? Everybody's seen it. No, I better leave that. I want little 1945 to see it. With all the problems he's going to have, that picture will do him a lot of good. Well, how about taking Jack Benny's new picture? No, that's going to be one of his problems. <laughs> well, maybe I'd better... Come in. Well, howdy, everybody. Hi, old-timer. Well, what do you know? It's the world come to say goodbye to me. Yeah, I'll miss you, old-timer. Lots of things happened to me while you were here. That's right, world. We had 365 exciting days, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> what you laughing at, world? Remember last month when I burped and Tokyo had an earthquake? <laughs> yep. Say, world, your earthquake shook them almost as bad as my B-29s. You're right, Sam. Say, world, why don't you hang around till the lieutenant arrives? Sure, stay a while, world. Sit down on the refrigerator, cool off your Arctic circle. <laughs> Say, Columbia. Yeah? Tune in the radio. This will be my last chance to get a little entertainment. Okay. You're listening to another broadcast of Mr. Keene, Tracer of Lost Persons. The next case is that of a man named Benito Mussolini, alias Il Duce. 
A sure way to identify this fugitive is to get him up on a high building and show him a balcony. If he steps out on the balcony and makes a speech, he's Mussolini. If he steps out and there is no balcony, let's hope so. I wonder where he's hiding. Oh, I wouldn't worry too much about him. His troublemaking days are over. Yeah, I'll get another station. And now that you have answered the first one correctly, would you like to try the $2 question? Yeah. The uh, $2 question is a simple one. Uh, oh, by the way, what is your name? My name is Adolf Hitler. But for $2, you can call me Schickel Gruber. <laughs> All right, Adolf. Uh, would you like to try the $4 question? Yeah. You will be sorry. <laughs> Nobody asked you, Gering. No coaching from the audience. Now for the next question. <clears throat> Tell me, Adolf, who won the Battle of Stalingrad? Germany. I'm sorry, that's the wrong answer. Wrong! Schweinhund! You call me wrong! Adolf Hitler can't be wrong! I'm always right! Heil Hitler! Heil myself! For bluten, bluten, dumb coffins! Adolf! Adolf, stop chewing up the rug! I know what you are thinking! You are thinking that because I chew up rugs! I am crazy! I am not crazy! I am Adolf Hitler! I am one of the greatest! Whoa! 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 Everybody else is crazy, but I'm all right! I just like to eat rugs! <laughs> Get another, get another station, Columbia. Schickle Gruber seems to have lost control of himself. Okay, old-timer. And now, Mr. Anthony, we have the case of Mr. H. All right. Will Mr. H step up to the microphone? Your name, please. My name is Hiro Hippo. I live in Imperial Paras, which is located in what is left of Tokyo. And, uh, you have a problem? Uh, yes, Mr. Anthony. I went into partnership with a German in a war. First, we were winning. Now we are losing. Almost every day, the Big 29 fly over Tokyo. And now I wish I had never listened to that German that no good... No names, please. (laughs) Now, now get on with your problem. Well, my problem is this. If I have the world's greatest army and the world's greatest air force and the world's greatest navy, then please tell me, Mr. Anthony. Yes? Why in the name of Nagasaki am I getting the sukiyaki knocked out of me? I'll tell you why, Hirohito. Because you and your whole gang are a bunch of dirty no No names, please. No names. Yes, Hirohito, you have a problem. But it's of your own making, and I cannot nor would I give you any advice, any consolation, or any hope for the future. And if you'll excuse the expression, scram, bum! Stop telling him. Turn it off, Columbia. Shut it off. Don't go on. Look at that clock. Just got my duds together in time. Hmm. That's the first stroke of twelve. Wonder what's keeping the new tenant. Don't worry. He'll show up. He always does. Say, here's a tip for you, Sam. You worked hard during the time I was here, and you did a good job. But I want you to work even harder for the little fella that's coming in. Well, don't you worry, old-timer. I'm really rolling now. Hmm, time's a-fleeting, but I can't leave till that little shaver gets here. Hmm, that must be him now. Yeah. Come in. Well, it's the little new year. 
Hello, Sonny. Hello, old-timer. Isn't he cute? Just look at the size of him. Yeah. <laughs> Bet he doesn't weigh much more than Sinatra. <laughs> What's, what's that you got under your arm, Sonny? Some forms I'm going to try awfully hard to get signed this year. Yeah? What are they? Well, here's the most important one. It says, un... un... How do you pronounce these big words? Let's see it. Oh, that says, unconditional surrender. Well, I hope you get them signed darn soon. Hey, kid, I want you to meet Uncle Sam and his wife, Columbia. Glad to know you, folks. Hello, Sonny. Hiya, bub. You ought to have a coat on with them diapers. It's pretty chilly tonight. <laughs> yeah. I sure was cold the first night I got here. <laughs> Say, bub, I almost forgot. This is the world. Want you to meet him, too. Hello, son. Hello. See you the world, huh? Yes, sir. Gosh, there's enough room on him for everybody. There should be, but there are a couple of fellas that are trying to hog it all. They ain't never satisfied. Now sit down, Sonny. I want to show you my album. A few pictures I took while I was here. Now here's a family picture of a bunch of Uncle Sam's nephews. Say, they all look alike, don't they? Well, they do in those uniforms, but let me tell you something, Sonny. They're doing a great job. And you can be proud of each and every one of them. What are their names? Well, I, I don't know them all, but... There's a fella named Jones. Here's another one here, O'Reilly. There's a kid called Spinelli. Right next to him, see that colored boy there? Mm-hmm. His name's Johnson. Right in back of him, that's Lopez. Right alongside of him is a fella named Ginsburg. And the fella way over on this end here is Peterson. All good Americans. Now, Sonny, here's a picture of another group of... Uncle Sam's nephews. Now, these boys felt just like you did. You know, about the world being big enough for everybody. These boys, just like the others, went out to do something about it. Gee, they look like the kind of fellows that would do a good job. They did more than a good job. Too bad they can't come back tell you about it. And listen, Sonny, one of your jobs is not to forget what they did. And here's something else you don't want to forget. What's that, sir? Well, you got to see that Sam's nephews and nieces here at home stay on their jobs. And keep giving blood to the Red Cross. And never stop buying bonds until you get that paper signed. You know, the one you brought with you. Yes, sir. And another thing. Hey, old timer, you better get moving. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Don't rush me. Oh, by the way, son, Uncle Sam's got a nephew called Franklin that's been taking mighty good care of him. Ain't he, Sam? Dern tootin'. Well, keep an eye on him, son, and give him all the help you can. Franklin, eh? I'll write that down. Well, my time's almost up. Gotta be leaving now. Goodbye, Junior. So long, Pop. Goodbye, Sam. So long, old-timer. Well, here I go. Goodbye, 44. So long, Columbia. Keep him flying. Well, kids, that's that. Just think, 
Another year almost gone. Boy, how they roll around. Imagine, it'll soon be 1946. I wonder what the new year will bring. I wonder what new things will come out. Science is certainly wonderful. Heliocopters, jet propulsion, atomic energy. It's amazing. I wonder what they'll... Hmm, it's kind of late. I wonder who that can be. Oh, hello. Hello. You're Jack Benny, aren't you? Why, why, yes. Yes, little boy. Who are you? I'm the New Year. The New Year? But all the other little New Years have always come on January 1st. You're early. Maybe he's trying to pick up a couple of tickets for the Rose Bowl game. <laughs> Don't be silly, Phil. Maybe there's something wrong with our calendar. No, no. I came early because 1946 looks like it's going to be a good year. And I'm raring to go. Got a lot of work to do. Automobiles, prefabricated houses, vacuum cleaners, fluorescent toupees. <laughs> oh, oh, yes. How about nylon stockings? There'll be plenty of those. Oh, good. I was lucky to get this pair I'm wearing. They make my legs look so nice. See? <laughs> well, hey, this kid's really ahead of time. <laughs> well... Look, uh, Sonny, uh, how about radio in 1946? That is, uh, what I mean is television. Uh, what, uh, what are my chances in television? Would you really like to know? Yes. Sit down, Mr. Benny. Thank you, thank you. Well, all right, kid, I can take it. I mean, tell me, what are my chances in television? Well, first of all, tell me, how old are you, Mr. Benny? Sit down, kid. <laughs> What, uh, what did you say, Sonny? I said, how old are you? <laughs> uh, 37. Uh, 37? That's a joke, son. <laughs> it is not. Now, what were you going to say about... Oh, the... Jack, look out the window. There's an old man coming up the wall. Yeah, and he looks like Father Time. Father Time? What is this, anyway? Hey, you're not Father Time, are you? Father Time? I don't know what you're talking about, bub. I'm looking for my grandson. I was told to come in here. Oh, you mean... He that... was supposed to be in a New Year's play. The kids were given at the schoolhouse, but they run away. Oh. Oh. Oh, so that's it. Hiya, Grandpa. Oh, oh, so there you are, you little shaver. Come on back to the schoolhouse. The people are waiting for the New Year. Come on, let's get going. Get going, my ear. Yeah, take it easy on the little fella. I just told you, Bubby's my grandson. He's in a school play. He ain't for real new year. <laughs> well, he sure fooled me. <laughs> so, he's, so he's going to be in the school play, huh? But isn't he a little old to be wearing those diapers? He just got out of the army and he can't buy any clothes. Oh, <laughs> oh fine. Well, take him along, then. Goodbye, Grandpa. So long, Sonny. So long. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy, Happy New, New Year, Year Sonny. Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year. What a... Oh, boy. What a... What a cute kid. 
Gee, I remember, I remember when I was his age. I was in a little New Year's play at school, too. You know, I was so good... Well, uh, so long, Jackson. I gotta beat it. Yeah, me too. Happy New Year, Mr. Benny. Uh, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Anyway, Mary, I was so good in this school play that I held the audience spellbound. In fact, just recently, they made a picture of it, you know? (laughs) I'll never forget how cute... (laughs) I'll never forget how cute I was in that play. In fact, you know, that's what gave me the idea that someday I'd be Well, I gotta go. Happy New Year, Jack. Happy New Year, Mary. Anyway, I'll never forget it. Yeah, I walked out on the stage wearing a little pair of wings, and across my chest was a banner saying, Happy New Year, 18... I mean, 1912. (laughs) (laughs) And when I spoke my first line... Boss, boss, who are you talking to? Huh? Oh, oh, they've all gone. Sit down, Rochester. Yeah, Rochester. I walked out on the stage and I looked so cute with my long curls and blue eyes and dimpled cheeks. And when I got all through, there was so much applause that the teacher came right over and kissed me. She said, Jackie, you're the best New Year's Eve we ever had. Ladies and gentlemen, while history will point to 1945 as the year of victory, 1946 will be the start of a new era, an era in which people the world over must live together in peace and mutual respect. We want a lot more than just battles in this war. We want a realization that all men everywhere want to live out their lives in peace and freedom. While there are many different points of view of how this peace should be secured, the important thing is that all mankind wants it, and it will be accomplished. There's no place for hate, greed, suspicion, and prejudice in a world that has the atomic bomb. The old era is dead, and 1946 is the beginning of the new one. The era of Wendell Wilkie's One World. Happy New Year, everybody. (laughs) 